What's going on everyone? Derek and Jen here with Engaging Heaven Church here in Missoula, Montana. And we are on day 19 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are almost to the end. Hopefully you guys, you guys aren't dying of hunger. Nobody's dying. Of hunger. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about finances. It's something that we are super passionate about. Yeah. And um, it's not something we shy away from. But uh, a lot of times when we talk about finances, people kind of look like they're sucking on a lemon, which is unfortunate because when we look at finances, it's talked a lot about inside of the Bible. It's actually talked about over 2,300 times in the Bible. Uh, close to half of Jesus's parables are actually on money. Yeah. And so if the Bible talks a lot about money, maybe we should know a little something about it. You're not comfortable? Uh, I'm, no, I'm good now. Are you good? My feet couldn't touch the ground before. We're on little stools too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, and as we look at the Bible, we see that nowhere in the Bible does it, does it say that debt is a good thing. Yeah. And so, um, but just to be really clear, we are, uh, we do take a stance that uh, God loves us um, and that he wants to bless us. But the blessing, and people say, well, a blessing of joy and peace and whatever. We're going to talk about finances. We're just going to focus in on that today. The, the truth is, is that with finances, it is to fund the kingdom. Yeah. It's not to have big, awesome, fancy houses and um, nice cars. I mean, none of that stuff is bad, but that's not what the purpose of money is for. Uh, the purpose for money is, um, is for the kingdom of God. Yep. So um, when you look at uh, the Bible... And you look and you do studies on finances and stuff like that. Um, we see, you know, if we go back to Jesus' prayer in Matthew chapter 6, we see that, or is it chapter 5? The Lord's Prayer. <laughs> I think it's 6. I think it's 6 too. I don't have it written down. But we see uh, Jesus prays, you know, um, all these, uh, you know, prays for forgiveness. But we look and we say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's talking about the Lord's will. Do When we look into heaven, do we see that there's any lack of any sort? No, there's no. I mean, they're, no. the streets are paved with gold, friends. Like they, The gates are made of pearl. They had so much gold that they're like, what could we do with this? Let's make roads out of gold. That's pretty yeah. sweet. So uh, if you look at your life and you see if there's any lack that that's not... Um, the price that Jesus paid for. Like when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't pay for just some of your sins. Right. Like he paid for all of your sins. Um, when he died on the cross, he didn't pay, you know, a price just to heal some of your diseases. He paid to heal all of our diseases. Right. So there's no lack in heaven. So when we, we look at that, that Bible verse, I'm doing this a lot. Mm-hmm. When we look at that, we understand that, okay, I, so God does want us to live a life of abundance. Um, you know, you, you look in John and it says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life more abundantly. Life more abundantly. Yeah. So the question is, are we living an abundant life? Um, so we're all about pro-abundance. Um, so uh, Proverbs 10.22, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes a man rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And so when you actually break down, break down the Hebrew, um, rich in the English uh, is translated to rich in the Hebrew. I don't know if you knew that. Rich but. means rich. <laughs> yeah. And again, I know people try to misconstrue this and be like, well, he's not really talking about finances. 
He is. He so is. the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich and he adds no sorrow to it. And I think a lot of people, we feel like maybe we don't deserve God's financial blessing inside of our lives. Um, maybe they've seen an example of the parents always struggle. And so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is just a pattern of life. Um, but that is not what the Bible says at all. Now, to be very clear, um, that money does not produce evil, but the love of money. And we see this. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you I feel get like in there? Yeah. I was going to get in there. All right. I feel like that's one of the most misquoted, ver- not one, of, I mean, it is one of the most misquoted verses specifically in regards to money is that people are all, people say so often, oh, you know, the love, you know, money, it's the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. And that's not true. It's not true. Money absolutely is not the root of all evil. Money can be such a tremendous blessing, but it's the love of money. If you set out to get rich and your focus is all on riches and money and, and things, that's what produces evil. Yeah. I mean, we find that in First Timothy 6.10. It's a, she already quoted it. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Yeah. And so it's that, uh, it's like that continual pursuit yeah. of money that breeds like it's the love of money right we want more of it and i think just in our humanistic nature sin nature really so i just want more i want a bigger house and we fell into that rap i mean we fell into that trap too you know when we lived over over in washington we had a house that was fine and we ended up buying a way big house pay way more money than we should and it was just the two of us should have never done it we look back and we're like that's ridiculous like we we should have never have done that yeah so it is the love of money um that is the root of all evil. It's not money itself. But I think we, when, when you hear stuff like this, it's like, oh, he's a prosperity preacher. He's a, you know, whatever. Yeah, I am for abundance for the kingdom of God. God's That's, not against prosperity. But you know what? The crazy thing is, and I actually heard an evangelist say this one time, we have no problems with all of these Hollywood stars and all these pro athletes that have all of this money. You don't ever see anybody being like, Okay, really, does like Odell Beckham Jr., like, does he need all these cars? Like, you never hear people complain about that. But all of a sudden, like, if there's a pastor that has, like, a nice house, it's like, oh, he should never... I just, I just don't get it. No, and the fact of the matter is the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And so to me, that means like God wants us to be blessed and to be prosperous. He wants us to have nice things. Right. Yeah. It's not a bad thing at all. No. So... So let's get into some principles here. Um, So those who sow sparingly will also reap sparingly. Um, So regardless if you tithe or if you don't tithe or whatever, um, I'm on a a men's group uh, message with some really good friends and we challenge each other. And we're actually going over and we're talking about tithe and the difference of tithe and offering and and all this. And I love having those conversations because we really dig into the Bible. And actually one of these uh, scriptures came up in our conversation, it's 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So we're going to stop right there. Um, even if you don't tithe or if you don't believe in prosperity or whatever, the Bible is so true in here. We'll go to the Bible for healing. We'll go to the Bible for forgiveness of sins. We'll go to the Bible for a miracle over your life. But when it comes to finances, people are like, oh, I don't know about that. It is so clear. We got yeah. tithing, whatever, whatever you're sowing, you're going to reap. Yeah. So if you sow small, tiny little seeds, you're going to reap 
small, tiny little seeds financially. And so, and we're talking about like our finances. You know, you hear that saying, if you show me your checkbook, I'll show you where your heart is. If you open up your checkbook, uh, it will show you where your priorities are financially. And if it's eating out, whatever, I mean, those are your priorities. But when you see sowing into ministry, sowing into the kingdom of God, friends, can I tell you, that is the purpose of finances is to fund the kingdom of God. And I know that there's lots of times in our life. I mean, I had, uh, Jen had always written the tithe check for us, and uh, which was great. I'd go out and make the money, and my wife would write the tithe check, and I, I was cool with that. And then God challenged me. He's like, I want you to write the tithe check. And I'm like, ooh, what? And I started writing the tithe check, and I'm like, ooh, shaking. And, but it was because like that money had become like a place inside my heart of like, it's tough to give your tithes. But... Going back to the Bible, it's so clear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for, for us, it was like money just came in and money went out. And you didn't ever have to really be concerned with where it was going because you trust me. But I think when the Lord challenged you with that, he wanted to see how much you would honor him. If you really knew mm-hmm. how much money was going towards the kingdom, If you he, he challenged you in that. Yeah. And, and I think I was it was challenged. a good thing. I know you were. But now it's not a problem. So in verse 7 here, it says, But let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So when you're uh, giving, when you're sowing seed financially into other ministries, if you're doing it grudgingly, might as well don't do it at all. He says the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. Um, And Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance. An abundance. Abundance. It's it's there, friends. We have to believe it. We have an abundance for every good work. Um, As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So not only does it say, I mean, talks about abundance, but it says that he'll supply the seed for that abundance. Yeah. And so the I think a lot of people, they get that seed, but the question is, what are they doing with that seed? Yeah. You know, are they sowing it for the work of the kingdom? Are they sowing it to ministries that are winning souls, seeing people saved, set free, delivered, or are they just... You know, given to just, I wouldn't say fruitless ministries, but, you know, to, I don't know. I think it's easy to just give your money and not um, be intentional about where you're giving your money to. I think that's what you're trying to get to is like when you, when you sow your seed, there's also scriptures that talk about sowing into soil, fertile soil. And, you know, God's going to honor the fact that you sowed no matter what. But if you, but if the Lord convicts you of where you're sowing your money into now, um, this is on offerings. If you are if you belong to a church, the tithe belongs to the house that is feeding you. Yeah. So your tithe goes to the church that you belong to. However, offerings above that, um, Derek and I, there's many ministries that Derek and I sow into and a lot of times it's because we see the gospel going out into the world and we see that souls are being saved through that ministry. And so we know that is so that's fertile soil and so we'll put our seed into that ministry so that we can help fund the kingdom in those areas. Yeah. And this isn't like a tithing message, obviously, you know, we're not we don't want anybody to feel like, the, you know, just give joyfully. 
and be a giver. Like be a that's what God has called us to be is to be a generous people. And um, if you have a tough time giving of your finances, then you might ask the Lord and be like, is this an idol inside of my life? Yeah. Is this something that I need to change? And if you see lack inside of your life, realize that that's not a promise from God. Like he doesn't promise you lack. Um, the Bible says that he'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and his glory inside of Christ Jesus. And so if there is lack inside of your life, man, believe God for great things and look for opportunities, you know, whether that's a different job, but be willing to go where he wants you to go and do what, do what he wants you to do. So that is it for today. Um, come back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about pastors and leaders. It's going to be a fun one. So until next time, see you guys.